It's Jimmy, the Mailman Milstead, and this is the small package, and it is the Great Eight episode, and today on Sunday, February 26th, as uh, I'm recording this podcast, we are reviewing the past couple of games of Washington Capitals hockey. Like we said on my last show, talking about the Caps after the 3-1 loss to the Detroit Red Wings last Tuesday, it was a mega week for the Caps and a make-or-break week, to tell you the truth, on whether this team, where, where is this team's direction going for this year and in the foreseeable future, and the writing is on the wall as this team is just not performing well. And in fact, we saw... A mega trade this week, seeing two of our favorites. It appears the Washington Capitals are indeed finally in sell mode. First time in a long time, guys, as the Washington Capitals this week traded 2018 Stanley Cup champion and quite possibly their best defenseman uh, this year in Dmitry Orlov. As they could, they saw the writing on the wall. That'll be the saying I use the most, guys. Uh... It just doesn't look like they would have been able to afford him here on out for next year. Uh, they also trade Garnet Hathaway, uh, Dmitry Orlov, a 2018 Stanley Cup champion, to the Boston Bruins in exchange for a 2023 first-round draft pick, which will probably be a high pick. I still would value that. Um, also... Future picks down the line, a second and a um, third, I believe, in the uh, forthcoming years. And, uh, yeah, an end of an era for some of these guys. And I don't think it's going to stop there. As the March 3rd trade deadline approaches this Friday, as of this recording, uh, a lot of deals going down right now, NHL-wise. A lot of dominoes falling. Uh, I can only imagine what the Capitals have yet um, to do and have in the works. Uh, as I'm recording this right now on this Sunday, we had just lost to the Buffalo Sabres, a team that we are in a wild card race for. We lost pretty bad today, 7-4 to on Sabres home ice. Yesterday, we won our first game in six tries against the New York Rangers, a big home win. 6-3. TJ Oshie's been playing some great hockey. 
Uh, we've been playing the Rangers pretty well. They're kind of in a funk. So that was a great win, the first win of the podcast as I'm recording now, and I don't even really have time to celebrate it. The game before that we lost to the, and the day of the trade was last Thursday, where we lost to the worst team in the league, the Anaheim Ducks, 4-2, to two, as they uh, came into Capital One Arena. And uh, I think the team, the writing uh, was on the wall. I'll say that one more time. I'm going to try not to say that anymore in this podcast. But uh, that deal went down, what, 6.15 before puck drop. Uh, face-off was 7 o'clock that night. You had to wonder how much uh, that affected the squad, losing two of their pals. They got Ovi back. Uh, Alex Ovechkin has returned from Russia. And, in fact, he scored his 800 and 13th goal of his illustrious career, his 33rd of the season today. And you know that was emotional as he was uh, looking to the sky to Papa Ovechkin. And uh, so that was nice to see, even though today we lost. So a lot of bases to cover. Uh, we'll get into it with the Anaheim Ducks game first. And we'll also list that trade better than I just uh, described it here in the intro. So uh, right now the Capitals are ailing. They're on the outside, looking in of the wild card playoffs. And it just looks like more and more that this team will most likely miss the postseason. The Capitals sitting at 29 wins, 27 losses, and six overtime defeats sit at 64 games, or excuse me, 64 points. They've played 62 games. Uh, That is tied for the most in the league. So they've already... Got a schedule disadvantage. And, um, yeah, it's going to be tough climb. They've got Florida in front of them, Detroit in front of them, Pittsburgh in front of them, all with less games played. Uh, and then Buffalo, who beat them, the, the most recent loss to the Buffalo Sabres. Buffalo's only played 58 games, and they hold that eighth and final wild card spot. And then the New York Islanders, they're also within reach technically of points. They actually are uh, tied with the Capitals, 62 games most played, but they are in a wild card spot at 30 and 25 and 7. So uh, a lot to talk about. We'll cover the Anaheim Ducks game first, and uh, we'll send it over from last Thursday's game right now when the Capitals lost to the Anaheim Ducks 4 to 2. They're going to meet them again. Here on the upcoming West Coast Swing, the last game before the trade deadline this Wednesday night. So here's the review of the Anaheim Ducks game. So February 23rd, that was the Thursday, Capitals took on the Anaheim Ducks at Capital One Arena. It was a pretty big day as uh, right before the contest, probably about 45 minutes before puck drop, news broke from the first I saw was Elliot Friedman. He had broken that Washington sent, sent longtime defenseman who's grown up in the organization and a 2018 Stanley Cup champion, Dmitry Orlov, a fan favorite and another big-time fan favorite. Garnet Hathaway, the right winger, a gritty winger that you knew Boston loved. Uh, both 
31 years old, go to the Spoke B in exchange for veteran forward Craig Smith, uh, a Bruins first-round draft choice in 2023. So you got to figure that's in the later round. I guess I wasn't specific in my intro. I probably made it sound like it'd be a high pick. Of course not. The Boston Bruins are a cup contender. So it's going to be a high pick, but that's going to be a valued pick because the Caps need to start to replenish their uh, prospect pool again. So not only that, they end up getting a uh, second round pick for 2025 and Boston's third rounder for the 2024 draft. So uh, you got you to gotta like the way GM Brian McClellan uh, probably not going to be able to get Dmitry Orlov back. Garnet Hathaway also, it was questionable on whether he'd return next year. So, as a longtime Capitals fan myself, I am really sad to see these guys go. But at the same time, I understand. I totally understood this deal. But you had to think that this probably affected the dressing room. Right before the game, you lose two of your great teammates. Uh, you got to be excited for them as well because they're going to be probably getting a good chance to get their name on that cup. I, I, I would love to see Garnet Hathaway lift that cup. I wish it would have been with the Washington Capitals, selfishly, but uh, Dima, Dmitry Orlov, Skorlov, Snarls was his nickname. You got you to gotta like how uh, his chances improved to get a second cup. So they've already played one game with their squads uh, in Vancouver the other night, uh, Saturday night. And uh, on that Thursday night, though, you gotta you gotta think the, a lot of mixed emotions for these guys. On one hand, you're leaving a great organization and uh, a place that I know Garnet Hathaway called home. He has a big charitable organization called Hats Heroes, so I, I know that part of the game, uh, trade sucked for him. But he's also going back a, a product of Maine. He's going back to his childhood team, the Boston Bruins. So I know he's pretty much excited probably to be going to that organization albeit he will miss being a part of Washington where he considered home in a, a letter I'll, I'll probably end up reading that uh, tweet that he sent out here at some point on the podcast I thought that was a great tweet he sent out to Caps fans and he's obviously he's looking forward to the new adventure there in Boston so they're already like I said uh, experienced a win with those guys as they beat the Vancouver Canucks but back to that Thursday, uh, it was a tough night. But uh, the, the Caps did also get Alex Ovechkin back for the first time since the passing of his father, Mikhail. He came back, probably looked a little bit rusty, so emotions were on high. It was great to have Ovi back, the captain who was missed for a couple of games. And this team needed him because, uh, what were they, 1-9 without him for that stretch, uh, for, for the stretch that he's missed games here recently and so it was great to see him back but you knew that night it was all about two points and uh they had already recently lost to the Detroit Red Wings three to one a team that they're also competing for a wild card spot for they lost that matchup Anaheim Ducks they're uh, in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes who also came to this game on a massive losing streak. So uh, something had to give here that night. And uh, it just wasn't the Washington Capitals' night as they dropped one to the Anaheim Ducks 4-2. to And 
it's just, uh, man, that was just a big wake-up call here as the Caps just haven't been able to get it done recently. And uh, this one hurt. The young Anaheim Ducks come into your building. Uh, technically, it was 3-2. They had an empty netter. But uh, just was not the Capitals' night. And it appears that this Stanley Cup playoff window could be closed as well. Charlie Lindgren was the starter that night. He also filled in today as the, uh, the day of this recording against the Buffalo Sabres all the road. But this night he got the start. So he is now 12-8-2. John Gibson, uh, the Anaheim Ducks netminder, he got the victory. He's now 11-23-6. As far as these stats, uh, this is a few days ago. John Gibson ended up being the number one star in this game. He made 41 saves that night. Pretty good uh, save percentage, .953, two goals against. Cam Fowler ended up with a second star that night. He had two assists, was a plus one. 21 minutes and 33 seconds on ice. I wonder if he's going to be a trade piece this year. And uh, TJ Oshie's been a real big bright spot during this uh, rough week. Uh, a big hand in the Saturday win, which we'll get to in our next segment. Our first winning game here on the, the small package podcast uh, to cover. Uh, he started his great week with a uh, pretty good game as the third star that night. One goal. He was a minus one. He had 17 minutes and seven seconds on ice. That night, the Caps outshot the Ducks 43-21. to 21. So their shooting problems uh, went by the wayside. They put a lot of biscuits on Mr. Uh, John Gibson that night, and they out-hit Anaheim massively, 21-6. to Face-offs, uh, pretty even. Uh, it was 35-35 that night for the, versus the Ducks. Power plays, they ended up getting a power play marker. They were one for three. So the power play is slowly getting better here and there. The Ducks went 0 for three that night. Uh, each team had 16 minutes in penalties that night. It was kind of a scrappy contest throughout the game. Uh, Tommy Wilson got in a fight with uh, a gentleman uh, he got in a fight with the year before. A uh, kid named um, Benoit, Simone Benoit. And uh, they re renewed acquaintances that night, five minutes each for fighting. Uh, the Capitals have that big Dylan McElrath now on the blue line, the, uh, the Hershey Bears captain. He's a rough customer. He ended up getting in a fight with uh, Sam Carrick that night. So it was a little chippy. And... Um, also, a side note, Ryan Strom took on his brother uh, for the Capitals, Dylan, and uh, he has dominated brother versus brother matchups. I think it's now all Ryan Strom, if I recall. I don't have that stat in front of me. I want to say it was he's uh, up 9-0. and There might be one overtime law. I can't remember what it was, but he's definitely got Dylan's number. So Ryan Strom, the former Ranger, is now... An Anaheim Duck for the foreseeable future. And uh, Dylan is now a Washington Capitol for the foreseeable future. As he's uh, re-upped with his recent contract. He's actually been struggling, but he did score a goal today in Buffalo. So that was great to see. So 18,573 saw the loss that night there in Capital One to the Anaheim Ducks. And uh, there was a lot of blocked shots in that game. Capitals had 20. 
Anaheim Ducks had 19. But 15 giveaways from the Capitals to the Ducks 12 just uh, continues to uh, be a thorn in the side of these Caps as they are a turnover machine. Uh, Kuzi, for the most part, really had a rough time in the turnover department. He's been giving up pucks and coughing it up uh, left and right. So taking a look at the scoring summary that night, uh, TJ Oshie on that night, February 23rd, 2023, got the Capitals in front. And uh, he got him out in front with his 12th goal of the year that night from Eric Gustafson and Nick Backstrom. Gustafson's, what is it, his uh, 28th assist. And Nicky, since he's been back, has six apples. And that was on the power play, guys. Uh, let's see the audio on this one or hear it. Nicholas Backstrom looking for a passing lane. Challenged by Kulikov and by Grant. It's Kuznetsov. Backstrom around the horn. Gustafson fires. Deflection score! With Oshie in front. It's 1-0 Washington for the first time in a long time. Yes, the Capitals, I had forgotten. They hadn't had the lead in forever. They finally had their first lead during that long losing streak. Capitals wearing the navy blue W's that night. And Gus, he just threw it on net from uh, downtown and Oshie with a great tip to put her home. That was the power play marker at 11.41 of the first. And it looked like a great night for the Capitals. A great get-right game, you know, a home game versus arguably one of the worst teams in the league. And it was looking great. So one nothing after one. At Capital One Arena. And then Isaac Lundstrom. Lundestrom. Got his third goal of the season. From Cam Fowler. Uh, his 23rd assist of the season. 7.09. Into the second period. On the move through center. Johansson will see this one roll towards Fowler. Garnet Hathaway will be playing in Boston Bruins. Black and gold. Beautiful send in. Lundestrom behind the D. Who's backhand? He scores. Isaac Lundestrom ties it up. Yeah, it looked like the Caps were caught there. A little bit of snoozing. It could have been a line change also. Right up the middle. The whole center of the ice was left wide open for Lundestrom. So, yeah, the um, Lundestrom got way behind Nick Jensen there. And I can't remember who his D partner was. Was that Gustafson? Uh, it didn't look good. He snuck in there and put it right past Charlie Lindgren to tie the game. And then you're kind of like, oh boy, here we go. But then Nick Jensen, who was out there for that goal, kind of repaid the caps as he uh, got his second marker of the season. He's only had two goals this year. Oh, and a welcome back to Nick Dowd. Uh, Dowder, uh, I guess he was back in the Red Wing game, wasn't he? Uh, just seems like I haven't noticed Dowder. I know he's got to be hurting with the loss of his, uh, one of his favorite teammates, you got to think, Garnet Hathaway. These guys have had so much chemistry. You know he's going to be sorely missed. It looks like Nick Abe Kubel will be the new Garnet Hathaway for this club. But Dowd got an assist, his 10th. And Martin Faravari, who's been playing pretty decent, he had his 7th apple. Oh, yeah, that was Martin Faravari that uh, Lunderstrom got in behind it. That didn't look very good, actually, for Martin. 
This was 9.07 into the second period. And this was pretty a nifty move by Nick Jensen. Nick down for the Capitals. Faravari and Dowd getting into the cycle. Jensen activates. Jensen downhill right to the front. Score! Nick Jensen! So he kind of dipsy dude and went for it. He went to the hole, took the puck, and straight up beat Anaheim and John Gibson. And the Caps take the 2-1 to lead. But just under, uh, under a minute later, it was uh, 9.51. It was not that far from that last Nick Jensen goal that Troy Terry. Uh, Troy Terry having kind of a down year. He had a big-time year last year for the Ducks. Uh, I believe he was their all-star this year, if I recall, though. He, had, he got his 14th goal of the year from Dmitry Kulikov, his 12th assist, and Cam Fowler. His 24th assist and second of the game. Uh, Troy Terry ties the game. And uh, the Caps were questioning themselves here. A little bit of technical. I have a feeling you'll get your wish before too long. On the reverse. Weaving his way through center, it's Kulikov on the pass for Terry. He'll fire off of Lindgren, off of the post. No, washed out by the ref. They battle in the slot. Now it's in. The Ducks have tied it. All ten guys were in the paint, and they were pushing and shoving, running over Lindgren. Look at Lindgren. So... This one was a, a weird goal as uh, Charlie Lindgren couldn't grasp the puck with his glove hand. It ends up uh, going off of his glove, hits the post, and then it's a free-for-all. Pretty much like Locker said, everybody's in the crease. And this one was uh, actually wanting to be challenged by Coach Peter Laviolette as it was a question that maybe uh, Kulikov had knocked it in with his glove. But uh, it was a pretty much mad free-for-all, and uh, Troy Terry ends up getting credit with his goal. But credit to Kulikov for, uh, I guess the question from the coaching staff was uh, why it wasn't this uh, puck frozen, because uh, it wasn't seen, and it was hidden, and there was no whistle. But apparently, I guess the referee still saw the puck. Uh, I've played a million beer league game, guys, and I wish this would have happened to me a bunch of times. I probably would have added 10 more goals to my beer league career, but... Uh, there was always quick whistles in beer league, uh, and I'm questioning the, the referees, how do they see this puck? Because it wasn't. And uh, by the time everything was said and done, the Ducks end up getting credit with a goal, and it is 2-2 two to two after two periods as that goal was allowed. And then in period three, this is where the wheels came off as uh, the Ducks, uh, just two minutes, 15 seconds into the third period, Jakob Silverberg gets his seventh goal of the season. Uh, a struggling player for the Ducks has been Max Comtois. I've had this guy on my fantasy team for uh, a little bit, and I, I finally had to cut this guy. Uh, he's only got five apples. He's constantly hurt. Just hasn't found his game, but Max Comtois finds his way on the score sheet against the Caps. Colton White, another player I'm not too familiar with, he got his fourth assist. And uh, this put the Ducks in front for the first time 
in this hockey game. And, uh, Dylan yeah. Strome at the dot for Washington. Grant bending to the task to win that one. And Colquaugh has a two-on-one with Silverberg. Silverberg fires and scores. Looked like Lindgren was all set up, but the movement going across on a lateral pass, he opens it up, probably one he would love to have back. So uh, Martin Farivari did have a rough night as he's the one that couldn't keep it in the blue line there. He fumbled it, it went over his stick, and that caused an odd man break. And uh, Silverberg gets the big goal there as Charlie Lindgren could not stop it. And uh, the crowd kind of felt uneasy there. Uh, there was some uh, big-time action, and it wasn't until 1829. Derek Grant ends up ending this, putting this game on ice. as He's got his third goal of the year. A, uh, kind of a grunt player. Got an assist from former capital Kevin Shattenkirk. Shat Deuces got his 15th assist of the year on the empty net, and this uh, sent the crowd home unhappy as we lost our sixth straight game. Lindgren, as you can tell, is on his way to the bench. Backstrom works it through with Kuznetsov, six attackers on in blue. Kuznetsov, that pass there. This is ducked towards the empty cage, right in the heart of the goal. Derek Grant and the Ducks celebrate. And that was uh, tough to take, a tough night, as the Washington Capitals had dropped their sixth straight. And, yeah. Just nothing pretty about that one at all. As the final shots on goal, like I said earlier, Caps dominated 43-21. to Just were irresponsible in some facets and most facets of the contest. So looking at stats for that night, um, Derek Grant, I thought he had to play a great game. Him and Jakob Silverberg uh, led the plus-minus charge for the Ducks. Grant was a plus two. Silverberg, a plus three. Uh, you wonder if guys like those guys will go by the wayside at the trade deadline on a young team. They're kind of veterans. Uh, Mason McTavish, he doesn't get talked about enough. He didn't really do anything in this game, but uh, Can Can Team Canada's hero actually has had a decent season. Um, he only logged 16 minutes and 19 seconds on ice that night. Uh, former capital, Brett Leeson, uh, he had three... Shots on net that night. This is a player, if you recall, uh, could not escape waivers going back to Hershey. This is a player I wish we still had in our system. He's not really lighting it up. He's on the lower lines there. He's still only getting about 9 minutes, 34 seconds here and there. That's what he had on this night. He had, did have a blocked shot. But uh, Brett Leeson uh, will be a great addition to this team as they are in transition being younger. It'll be interesting to see how much he grows. Zegers wasn't... Too noisy on this night. He did have a couple of opportunities to put one in the net. Uh, he was a plus one with two shots on goal. I can't remember. Did he hit a post? This was the the bad thing about reviewing a game. That was a few days ago. He did log 17 minutes and five seconds on ice. Uh, so he did have a lot of ice time. Kulikov, I thought, had a great game for them. He led everybody for the Ducks. 21 minutes, 34 seconds. And um, the other defenseman, Shat, Shattenkirk, 21 minutes and 36 seconds. They're on ice, guys. Uh, John Gibson, like I said, a pretty good game. He's had a struggling year. His stats don't show pretty much 
how good he's been. Uh, I just don't think he's trade bait because of his contract, but we'll see what happens March 3rd. I wonder what they're going to do with some of their aging veterans. Um, defenseman um, Klingberg, I don't believe, I don't remember seeing him play. He's going to be a trade asset by the time it's all said and done, I'm pretty sure. I don't recall him playing in that contest. So face-off wins, uh, that Sam Carrick, he had 11 face-off wins that night. Uh, Grant had seven face-off wins to lead the Ducks. Oh, and Ryan Strom also had six. Oh, the scratches were John Klingberg, Jason Menga, and Anthony Stolarz, the other goaltenders. So Klingberg, you got to think, is probably going to be uh, their trade bait for this year, and we'll see what the Ducks can get. Capitals that night. On ice leaders, Faravari had 20 minutes. Uh, Eric Gustafson, 24 minutes, 56 seconds. He's pretty much the John Carlson of this team right now until Carly can ever make his way back. Jensen had 23 minutes, 28 seconds of ice that night. And Alex Ovechkin, his first night back, 21 minutes, 36 seconds of ice. He was a minus two. Did get five shots on goal, did Ovi. And he did have four giveaways, so Ovi was coughing up the puck a little bit. A guy I thought needed to step it up is Kuzi. He was a minus two that night. He logged 19 minutes, 30 seconds. I guess he didn't have any giveaways in this game. Detroit was the one. I recall him coughing the biscuit up. Uh, Charlie Lindgren gave up three goals against. He only had 17 saves with shot, uh, 20 shots against. So not a very good save percentage for uh, Charles. 0. .850 in 57 minutes played. Faceoff best was Kuzi. He's actually improved in the dot this year. 10 faceoff wins, 6 faceoff losses. Nick Dowd in his uh, return this week hasn't been really destroying it in the dot. Only 4 faceoff wins that night. The second best faceoff guy was Nick Backstrom with 8 faceoff wins. He did have nine face-off losses. Scratches uh, were Alexiev. You got to wonder if this guy's... He, he hasn't played much hockey this year. I'd like to get him in. And obviously with the trade, Orloff and Hathaway were also the scratches. So that was that game. And uh, a six-game losing streak. Heading into Saturday, you got to hope versus the New York Rangers, the Caps could turn it around a little bit and finally get some happiness. So we'll talk about that game. Next. So Saturday, guys, it's Jimmy the Mailman Milstead back with segment three. Washington Capitals on Saturday had a matinee on ABC National TV hosting the New York Rangers, a team also a little skittish of, as of late, but a definitely a playoff team. The big thing surrounding the New York Rangers is are they getting Patrick Kane? It is all but done from what we're saying. We're just waiting to see if uh, how much... Uh, 
Chicago can retain their uh, Patrick Kane's salary. Uh, Patty Kane definitely wants to be a New York Ranger, and we're just waiting for the official paperwork to come in. So a lot surrounding the New York Rangers, but they were also struggling. The Caps coming in off that six-game losing streak. And the Capitals finally woke up, and this is the first game we're talking about a victory for on the pod as the Capitals ended up winning 6-3. to Another great game from TJ Oshie on Saturday as he had two goals, one assist. He was involved in a controversial hit on Charlie Lindgren's brother, Ryan. He had 15 minutes and 20 on ice, but a classic TJ Oshie game all over the score sheet. Celebrates his first ever Gordiao hat trick. He had a fight, an assist, and obviously two goals. He could have had three goals, uh, but he hit a big square post he, as he was mic'd up for ABC that day. He uh, really wanted that goal bad. But uh, a great day for number 77. Kuznetsov had a great game as well. He had two goals, two assists, and he was a plus four, so he got out of his little funk. 18 minutes, 55 seconds on ice for him. And Darcy Kemper still doesn't have a high per save percentage right now, .885 on Saturday. But he did have 23 saves, and I thought he was tremendous in the win as the Capitals finally got off the schneid and beat the New York Rangers 6-3. So Kemper went to 17-18-4 after that game. Shesterkin wasn't his best night, 25-10-7. Game-winning goal at the Sonny Milano. His first goal since signing his uh, deal with the Capitals. So it seemed like everybody was coming off the schneid. And also the score score drought appeared to be over. As the Capitals did outshoot the Rangers 27-26 to on Saturday. So another day where they outshoot their opponent. And they actually were out hit 25-16 to to the Blue Shirts. Faceoffs were pretty even. The Rangers did win that 28 to 25. Rangers had five power play opportunities and only cashed in on one. And if I recall, that was one of their late goals. Uh, Chris Kreider. One for two were the Caps on their power plays. Caps took more penalty minutes that day, 17 to 11. And still giving away the puck too much, 17 to 8 in giveaways. But they did outblock shots against the New York Rangers, 17-14. to 14. So another sellout crowd at Capital One Arena, 18,573. We're sent home happy that day. And lo and behold, we've gotten ba ourselves back in the wild card playoff race, guys. As um, the Capitals finally banked two po needed points, Yaroslav Halak came in to do relief duty after the second period for Shosturkin. As um, the Capitals get a big win from Darcy Kemper. And uh, it was just a great game to watch as a Caps fan. And it felt like we were back to Caps hockey after the longest time since, uh, what, the Boston Bruins win on national TV as well. And uh, it just felt like it was a long time coming. So in that first period, it was a fast start. Uh, both teams had great chances. And uh, you got to think Gerard Gallant was really mad about that TJ Oshie hit 
uh, is they wanted something as far as a major. Uh, Oshie had kind of hit him on the side, and he went hard into the boards, did uh, Ryan Lindgren, and he was out for the game after that as he was uh, going for the puck, and he wasn't aware of surroundings. TJ Oshie, I guess it was controversy that he should have let up on him, but he went in to Lindgren pretty hard with a, a shoulder check, and Lindgren was not ready for it, and he went hard into the dasher. So it looked like his shoulder was dangling. <coughs> Excuse me. So not too long after that, TJ Oshie put the uh, caps up one nothing, and oh my God, lo and behold, the Capitals had a lead for the first time in forever. Actually, no, they did that. Uh, when I got my games confused. The Anaheim Ducks is when they had the first lead in a long time. But TJ Oshie gets the caps up one nothing for the second straight game. Eric Gustafson. His 29th apple, Yevgeny Kuznetsov, his 37th assist. And this was a power play goal, and it was a beauty. Backstrom shot, caromed off Trocek. An excellent penalty killer. He's out there with Tyler Mott, Miller, and Trocek. little buffering issue. We're at the mercy of internet here. 15 seconds remaining on the Washington power play. And a goal tipped in from the low slot by T.J. Oshie. So Oshie playing the bumper spot gets another big tip off of Eric Gustafson. Uh, that's just one great play that these guys have been able to connect on here lately. T.J. Oshie has been uh, getting back into it. Is it too late, though? Wonder if he's going to be a trade piece. That would be a tough to take for the Capitals fans. We'll see how it goes as the Caps are now getting ready to head to the West Coast to play Anaheim again. But then not too long after, Barclay Goudreau, a man T.J. Oshie ends up fighting after that bad hit, gets his 10th goal of the season. Tyler Mott just recently picked up from the Rangers from the Ottawa Senators. He played for them last year. Comes back to the Rangers and gets the setup for the assist. Eight minutes into the period, and it is one-to-one. -one. As we wait for it to load, um, there. And that was really the mindset for Washington when it came to trading Dmitry Orloff. They've been talking to him for a long time about a contract extension. It was pretty clear. There's a goal tipped in by Goodrow at the top of the crease. Just like Oshie's goal batted out of midair, that one tipped in, and the Rangers have tied the game at one. So kind of a little flip there by Tyler Mon on the net, and Goudreau gets the tip at beat. Darcy Kemper, and it's 1-1 after 1, but like we said, the highlights penalty-wise in that period, Goudreau was all over the score sheet. He was in the box for 2 minutes for tripping, then he got 5 minutes for fighting with Oshie. Oshie was all over the score sheet. Tommy Wilson had 2 minutes for interference in that first period. Kuznetsov had 2 minutes for slashing. If you recall, he kind of technically speared Philip Heedle in the uh, beanbag. Uh, and uh, 
They also wanted a game ejection for uh, Kuznetsov there. They wanted that that to be a major, if I recall. Kuzi, though, only two minutes for Slash. He got lucky there. Nico Mikola, the other pickup from the Blues, along with Tarasenko in that trade. He's a big man. He had two minutes for tripping in that first period as well. And it was 1-1 after one. But then, just as the period was getting underway, 3-16, lo and behold, it's TJ Oshie again, his 14th of the year. He gets an assist from Dylan Strom, his 26th, and Eric Gustafson, another assist. What a season for Eric Gustafson, his 30th assist of the season. And the Capitals take the lead, 2-1, to one, and you felt like momentum was going the Capitals' Three way. Three off two again for New York, a little awkwardly across the line come the blue shirts. Nico Mikola, boy did Gerard Gallant rave about him. The headliner obviously in that trade from St. Louis was Tarasenko, but... Gerard really happy with the defenseman who was right in the slot as it whistled by his ear. Another goal for Washington. And a 2-1 Capitals lead. What a day for T.J. Oshie. Yeah, big emotional uh, swing here in the game. Oshie goes crashing into the boards to celebrate with the crowd. And the Caps were off and running. From there is Tom Wilson then. He's also been playing some pretty good hockey. He gets his fifth goal since he's been back off injury. He gets an assist from Trevor Van Riemsdyk, his 11th. And Alex Ovechkin, welcome back to the captain, gets his 23rd goal, or excuse me, assist on the season. Seven minutes and five seconds into the second. Bangs bodies with regularity, and they have a two-goal lead. The Rangers are really... Fangs bodies with regularity, and they have a two-goal lead. The Rangers are really... Well, Sportsnet, they kind of messed that up. Tommy Wilson with a beautiful play to beat Shesterkin. Um, the Caps then got a goal from Sonny Milano, his, ninth, his first goal since he signed that deal. Can't believe this guy was not picked up by anybody but the Capitals this year. Kuznetsov got another assist, his 38th. Of the season. TJ Oshie again on the score sheet. His 10th assist. That was 12 minutes and 52 seconds. Into the second period. Caps go up. 4-1. to one. Fox. Tough play. Back to the point. Miller couldn't stop it. Here's some skating room. And it's off the post from Oshie. Rebound. Score. On the second rebound. Sonny Milano. So this one was a little controversial at first. They didn't know if it went in or not. It was reviewed, and it was a good goal. As uh, TJ originally hit the post, Sonny Milano follows it up. It does go into the net just over the blue line. I thought it originally hit the meshing anyways, but sunny, sunny days are back again. The caps are rolling at this point. Four to one. And then the Birdman comes in. Kuznetsov finally gets a goal. His only his tenth of the year, and he got a big assist from Nock, Nick Abe, Nicholas Abe Kubel, his sixth assist, and Martin Ferravari gets his eighth assist, and it was party time in Washington as the Caps roll five to one. Took a strange carom out of the corner. Gerard Gallant was asked before the game today if he thought maybe the recent. Struggles have been because of the Kane stuff. Here's another great eight chance and a goal. And 
Getty Kuznetsov. And it's 5-1 Washington. So you can feel the uh, confidence grow and build for the Caps heading into the third period. They had a large lead, and things were golden. The Chris Kreider, though, on the power play, gets the Rangers a second goal, his 25th of the year. Adam Fox's 44th assist. Mika Zibanejad is 31st. Uh, this power play is real deadly for the Rangers. This was 6 minutes and 49 seconds into the third period, and you wonder if the Rangers had enough in them to come back. Zibanejad's got one of the best one-timers around. Yeah, from the left circle. It worked pretty well for a long time now. Zibanejad down low, looking for a tip-in by Tara Senkel, coming from the weak side. Zibanejad has 17 power play goals, and the Rangers have another. Fox threw it at the net, and it wound up behind Darcy Kemper. Might have hit a body out in front. Chris Kreider, he's just one of the all-world uh tippers in front him Oshie Joe Pavelski the Dallas Stars uh you throw the puck on net and this guy will find it and tip it in uh pretty much like clockwork and the Rangers are down five to two but then Kuznetsov gets his second of the game his 11th of the season and it makes it six to two as Alex Ovechkin gets a big assist his 24th and Tommy Wilson just his second assist of the season but he's been uh, playing some great hockey, his second point of the game. And this one pretty much iced it as Kuzi makes it 6-2. to two. They just haven't scored a lot of goals. Matter of fact, this year, with Kemper in net, the Caps are 13-1-2 when they score three or more. Here's Kuznetsov, another goal! just strolls to the net second of the day for Kuznetsov and his fourth point so Kuzi had a great day uh, that was just a great game Halak was uh, obviously in the goal at this point and uh, he kind of dipsy dude around him and kind of one handed it around him after his momentum had him going the other way he tucks it in for his 11th of the season. That was it for the Caps scoring. Capo Caco, uh, in the final minute, kind of got a garbage time goal. His 12th of the year from Chris Kreider, his 16th assist, and Mika Zibanejad, his 32nd assist. And this ended up being the final goal of the contest as the Caps end up winning it 6-3. Zibanejad sends it for Kreider off his skate. Schneider sent a little too hot to handle for Caco in the corner. Now down low, Caco all alone, and he scores. Capo Caco makes it 6-3, Washington with 27.7 remaining. So, uh, finally, a two-point collection for the Caps here on the podcast. The first, we are talking about it and celebrating it. The Capitals are now gaining some confidence, finally putting that six-game losing streak skid to an end. So you got to wonder, as far as the Rangers... Who's on the chopping block as far as who's going to be the return for any kind of Patrick Kane deal? Is it just going to be prospects, draft picks? I'm still waiting on pins and needles to see what happens. Uh, a guy like Capo Caco, is he in the mix? 
to be traded. We shall see as the trade deadline is approaching us. And at the time of this recording, Timo Meyer is headed from San Jose to the New Jersey Devils. And I'm not sure exactly what the full return is on that. So the Metro beefing up. You got to think the Atlantic is also beefing up. The Eastern Conference is really all in here, it appears. And it's going to be tough for any of these wild card teams that barely make it in, like the Capitals to begin with. So if you're a Capitals fan, it appears like it should be time to sell. But celebrating that big 6-3 win, it felt good for once to finally see a big win. Uh, notables in this contest, again, uh, the Capitals' TJ Oshie, just a monster game, as well as Evgeny Kuznetsov. Let's take a look at uh, some of the on-ice leaders. Adam Fox for the Rangers. This guy never comes off the ice. Uh, what did Fox have? This guy always out there. He was only out there for 20 minutes and 21 minutes and 7 seconds. I th thought he would take more ice since Lindgren was lost for the game. So I guess they might have to spread it out amongst their guys. So he was a on-ice on time leader there for the Rangers, as well as Vinny Trocek. Vinny Trocek was a minus four in that game. Wow. Uh, I believe he had a bounce-back game, though, today against the Kings had I, uh, that I've seen. Shosturkin gave up five goals. Halak gave up one. Shosturkin gave, uh, had 17 saves on 22 shots against. Halak had four saves on five shots against. So uh, Shosturkin was in there for 40 minutes. Halak, 19. Top face-off guy was Mika Zibinijad. He had nine wins and seven losses in the dot. Barkley Goudreau was pretty good, 70% in the dot. Seven face-off wins to three losses. Their scratches were Jake LeCision, who I believe got waived eventually, and Vitaly Kravtsov, who uh, got traded to the Vancouver Canucks that afternoon. So he will not be one of the prospects going in exchange for Patty Kane. Capitals on ice leaders, uh, probably the usual suspects. Uh, Eric Gustafson at 22 minutes, 13 seconds on ice. A very good game. Like we said, two apples. He's up to 30 assists this year, a plus three. And three. he did have three giveaways, though. Um, 19 minutes and five seconds for Trevor Wren. Reamsdyke, he's been playing a little bit better after a rough week against the Ducks and the Red Wings as he did have an assist, and a plus three was Trevor TBR. And he was, had four shots on goal. He had an opportunity to slam dunk one home, and Halak got a piece of it with his pad. Uh, so he, all everybody seemed like they had a, a chance to score one today. Trevor was snake bit there. Uh, like we said, Daishi Kemper, three goals against, 23 saves, 26 shots against. The save percentage is still... Under 9.885, and he was in the nets for 60 minutes. Top face-off guy at 71.4% was Lars Eller. Is Lars going to be a trade deadline acquisition here? Will the Caps say goodbye to Eller? Uh, he's got to be up there for a candidate. Oshie was 2-for-2 two two in the dot as a winger. Strom, just four face-off wins, eight losses. His percentage is pretty terrible, 33.3. Scratches, Alexei... Protoss, Alexander Alexiev, and Marcus Johansson, who had non-COVID illness that game. Uh, he ended up missing Sunday's game as well, as we're going to be talking about the Buffalo Sabres loss today. So we'll be caught up. 
on Capitals action. And we will talk about that here in a few seconds. But the Capitals finally get a win, 6-3, over the New York Rangers on Saturday. And everything was right in the world again. To the Buffalo line, headmans it. Oshie and Milano as line mates. Irwin comes barreling down the boards. Now it's Cousins. He feeds it ahead. Middle step back to Cousins. Chipping the summon up the wall. Middlestat once again just pulls up. Perfect pass across to him. Here's Milano down the left side. Oshie on the far boards. Plays it back to the line. Just kept in by Jensen. Here's a chance. Scores right in front of the net. Dylan Strom ties the game of one. And yeah, Dylan Strom's going to collect his 13th of the year here. But a great heads up play by Jensen here on the point. Here comes the Jensen at the line, just keeps it in. A little sidestep here, but he's got his head up the whole way. Finds Strom wide open. Quit on the end of it. Thompson will keep possession for Buffalo, but it's back at center ice with three and a half to go. Here the opening period. We're tied at one apiece. Here's a chance right there. Here's the shot from the point. There's the big save. Strom slides this one across to Oshie. He's only about a couple feet. Skinner continues to the front of the net. No pass yet. Behind the net. Now it's on front. Scott! Jeff Skinner jumps on the loose puck. Talked about it in between periods, and he's doing a good job so far in this game. He's all over it. And there's Quinn. He's going to feed it. Jost will bring it left side up for Buffalo. Dumped down into the corner. Irwin takes that neatly off the skate and carries it to the corner. Met by a pair of Sabres. Kyle Pulsa comes away with it in front. Cross-ice pass. Ovechkin standing at the Sabres' blue line. Middle stack comes back. Good speed. Middle stack for Cousins. Out of his skate. Drops it back. Power in front. Backhand scores! Oh, Vinny, welcome back! That's called a Sabre dance right to the Capitals' goal, and it's 5-3. Buffalo. They're not even coming with speed. They're coming with speed and puck movement. Look at this. Just tic-tac-toe. And that's a turnover by the Capitals. Sabres with the gift will bring it in. 
Passing across. Here's Cousins. Watch this as they work their way up. Jack Quinn's coming across. He gets to the middle of the ice. The water pass right there by Jack Quinn. Was that soft? Hasn't played a ton as far as goal scoring, but they work it there. Alexander Ovechkin. He didn't really get people out of their seats when he scored here in this building, but he, he just stands in front. Sabres with power at the line, slides it across. Shots, Linger knocked down in front. Quinn and Ferravari there, and now Obey Kubel wants to drop the gloves with Quinn. Let her go, Jack. Let it go. Go. Be the first in. Yeah. Is what Razor's trying to tell you. Now fourth fight of the year for the Sabres. And now it's Middlestad who brings it back the other way. Look up, Milano has just come out of the box into the play. Sonny Milano with the breakaway. Scores! As you said, Dan. Right there, he's coming out. He comes across, right across the red line. He gets momentum. He gets in behind Samuelson. Middle stat in behind the net. Watched by Gustafson in front. Cousins scores! Patrick Dylan Cousins! To Cousins, and he just makes the move in front, goes to the backhand, and there it is. Sabres fans wanting the eighth. Sabres want the points. Everybody, Jimmy the Mailman Milstead here with our last segment today. We're going to talk about the most recent Caps game that just went in the books this this afternoon as they took on the Buffalo Sabres, another wild card team that they are fighting with to get into the playoffs. And off the back to back, this game there was absolutely no defense as the Buffalo Sabres defeat the Washington Capitals seven. To four, Darcy Kemper started this game, but was eventually relieved by Charlie Lindgren. So it was a question on whether or not it was a mistake to have Kemper go back-to-back after a victory yesterday against the New York Rangers. Um, I didn't think it really mattered because the play in front of him was absolutely garbage. But uh, I actually have a guest on with me who didn't watch all of the game, but we'll get the most out of it with him uh, today. My longtime Capitals buddy from, I hope I get the city right, is it still Bell Outen? It's Mark Wood from Bell Outen, Maryland? You got it. Mark Wood, how are you doing, man? It's good to hear you. First time on my new podcast, The Small Package. Welcome to the show, buddy. Thank you. How, how are you doing? <clears throat> doing all right. Could be doing a lot better if some if a certain team was doing a lot better. But I mean, what can you what can you say about a team that's been basically trying to win now and mortgage the future? Uh, you know, they've basically traded away all the picks that they've they've gotten for the last couple of years, and we are now sitting in. Uh, you know, the hell of a rebuild. 
So what you, what were your reactions off of uh, Thursday's trade of Dmitry Orlov and Garnet Hathaway? It's interesting to see Hathaway was a part of the trade. Um, you know, I guess he's pretty good at penny, penalty killing and, you know, being that, that aggressive, nasty type of player. Um, Orloff going, I mean, he's been gone most of the season anyway, so it really wouldn't affect the way the Caps are moving forward. I mean, at 31 or 32 years old, yeah, he's getting up there in age. Um, but, I mean, if you're going to go youth, go youth. Yeah, I got to think uh, – before uh, Saturday's win against the Rangers, uh, well after those guys were already traded, but you got to think the last win that the Capitals had was against those Boston Bruins. You got to think uh, the brass there for the Bruins really liked the way Garnet Hathaway played that game. Uh, he's going to fit real well into that fourth line. I'm, I'm assuming. I didn't see the game they played against Vancouver last night, but Linus Allmark scored a goal in that game. Did you happen to see that highlight? No. Oh, unbelievable. He, I believe he's the first goalie to score since Pecorini a, a few years ago. Nashville Predators against Chicago Blackhawks. But uh, I'm not sure stat-wise how Garnet and Dimitri played in those games, but they joined the team out in Vancouver. Uh, they didn't make the trip to Seattle the first night, obviously. But um, I think Garnet is going to fit well with that team. Orloff as well. That, that is the stacked defensive core. Uh, where somebody could have sitting out, I guess it would be like Connor Clifton or something. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Orloff, the writing on the wall, the theme of the podcast I had, my two segments I talked about, the Ducks' loss and the Rangers' win. Uh, it was tough to probably see him uh, come back with uh, being, afford- being able to afford him in the cap. Uh, Garnet also, he was expiring as well, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, both of them were at the end of their contracts. And, I mean, yeah, the ability to maybe go back out and reacquire one or two of them. I don't know if uh, if the, uh, the part of the trade with Boston uh, had Orloff signing an extension. Um, I mean, but I'm pretty sure that Hathaway uh, probably isn't going to end up re-signing. So, I mean, you could reacquire him in free, whoever in, re, in free agency next, uh, you know, this offseason. Is that something you would want to see, or are you, are you good with it? I mean, like I say, if you're going to do age, the, the problem is is they're not going to do a full re-blown uh, rebuild uh, because the age of Ovechkin, you know, with him trying to, you know, win another cup, you know, basically the big thing I'm afraid of is them appeasing him by keeping some of these older dinosaurs around um, to use a uh, a term <laughs> to categorize uh, the 30 plus year old guys that's on the team. And we, we are known as the oldest team in the league, uh, age-wise, obviously, with, uh, you know, OV and uh, TJ Oshie, you know, both kicking over 35, so, and Backstrom as well, so. I mean, that's... So, yeah, I mean, uh, the, oh, go ahead. 
No, you're fine. Go ahead. So the Caps, uh, speaking of the other guys uh, with today's loss, they're heading out to the west side, a rematch with the Anaheim Ducks, a team they lost to Thursday, the worst team, well, arguably one of the worst teams in the league, on home ice. They'll get a rematch with them, and then that's the last game before the trade deadline. How many, if any, are you predicting? Who else is uh, who else is going to the wayside here? Who, who else do you see getting traded here now that with apparently a, a bad loss today? They're technically still in it, but with what I mentioned earlier in my show that I recorded, the, the games in hand are handicapped yeah. as the Caps have... And the Islanders, I believe, uh, are the most or have played the most here this year with sixty-two now. Uh, who, 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 who's who's on the chopping block? You think? I think Lars Zeller would be a, a pretty good candidate um, to be moved. You know, as well as uh, Van Riemsdyk, Gustafson. Um, you know, those guys are all on uh, expiring contracts. And, and I mean, Carl Hagelin, you can't really do anything with him. He's on the last year of his deal anyway, and you know he's not going to be coming back. Um, let's see, Jensen as well. I mean, he's two point five mil. He's in the UFA next year. Um, the RFA is uh, Martin Ferravari, so he's not going to go anywhere because of the, the age. You know, he's. From what I understand, they're really hot on Jacob Chikrin from the uh, Arizona Coyotes. They probably acquired a lot of picks so they can send those picks to Arizona. Um, I don't see Craig Smith staying around after this year. He's a UFA at the end of the year. I think that was just a salary dump for uh for Boston, I think Boston probably paid a little bit in draft capital or it's for us to take him on that. It take his contract on. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, the Chikrin part. This guy seems like he's been in the trade rumors for a little bit over two years now. Um, I like the player. Uh, I can't say I'm really. Uh, I personally, I know you probably like him more than me. The player. Uh, mm-hmm. I think- I mean, he's a definitely. It's 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 really about the age, anyway. He's carrying a four point six million dollar uh, contract, so you know, for until twenty four twenty five. So what happens there is they're probably going to end up eating some of that contract, um, so he can can come back uh, to come to Washington, so we have more a little more cap room to play with. But you know, that's going to be a higher maybe two first-round draft picks, you know, the one that we have and the one that we acquired from Boston. So I guess we'll just have to see how it goes. Yeah. I guess we're kind of strapped in a total rebuild right now due to the uh, the great, I guess, uh, problem to have is to have eight with us still. I mean, we got a, we got a record to chase. And definitely doesn't sound like it would be a total blow-up for this team. But there's definitely something happening here. You say, so it's the third is when the trade deadline is? Yeah, that's this Friday, Mark. Friday, yeah, Friday. Yeah, Friday. It's not, normally it's like a Monday or a Wednesday when they do something like this. I think this is the first time in a while that it's on a Friday. 
kind of yeah. That that is uh, true. I remember it being uh, usually earlier in the week. because yeah, the mailman, you know, plans around those holidays. Yeah, but I'll I'll be working on that day. I know that. <laughs> uh, I'll be looking closely up. But a lot, like you said at the top, uh, a lot of dominoes already falling. So I, I wonder how big of a day it will be. Uh, there's got to be a ton of surprises out there. Patty Kane. Uh, it appears like it's almost a signed seal delivered with the Rangers. I haven't heard it otherwise yet. Also, you mentioned Timo Meyer goes to the Devils. I haven't heard of the returns yet. Uh, I'm not sure if they're out there at the time of this recording yet. So the Metro has gotten really strong. Boston's loading up. The East seems like they're really serious. Uh, is there anybody else out there that we haven't talked about you think uh, gets moved here uh, that you think would be – well, I mean, it doesn't have to be coming to the Capitals, but um, you see, is there something out there that you want to see besides Chikrin? Uh, I mean, it would, it's going to be interesting uh, with the Rangers, you know. They, they think they're ready for, for that next level. Um, and just be interesting to see what they actually mortgage to get it done. Uh, looks like the Flyers are receiving interest in James Van Riedensdyke. Wow. Uh, yeah, that old. It looks like uh, the uh, the Colorado Avalanche have reacquired Jack Johnson from Chicago. <laughs> That's news to me. You're breaking news right here on my pod. Yeah, yeah. It was weird because he was at the – Cup banner, uh, Chicago played Colorado with the opening banner raise opening night, and he was in a Chicago Blackhawks uniform. That's something you don't see every day, uh, celebrating. And you're, he's going back. Interesting. Uh, yeah, Andres England will be going to Chicago in that trade. Johnson's 36 years old. Interesting. Yep. So we shall see. The Capitals are heading west uh, to do their California swing there, Mark. And um, there could be some guys that don't come back to D.C. We will follow that closely. Uh, I'm going to get to the highlights of this game today and possibly, I guess, mostly lowlights. How how much did you watch this game um, before you were totally frustrated? (laughs) 7-4, Buffalo takes it. There's absolutely no kind of defense in this game. Uh, well, I basically, I basically caught it 10 minutes into the first period. Uh, it was nothing, nothing, and I got distracted by a couple customers while I was at work and came back, and it was 2-2 two to two at, in, the, in the first admission, intermission. And I didn't quite uh, get a chance to see who scored or anything like that. You know, Then we got distracted by Atlanta, uh, uh, Stoy and Alan May, uh, doing the Caps uh, <laughs> intermission uh, that we always joke about. And then I saw them come out, and I saw the three goals real quick um, in, the third, in the third period. Yeah, there's uh, Buffalo is a young team. Uh, they're still probably a year away, but they currently hold the second wild card spot. La- the last time I saw, I think Pittsburgh won, so. On this podcast, it's probably already changed, but uh, I'm not looking at the standings right now. Dylan Cousins today 
was a one-man wrecking crew on the Capitals. He's been a Capital Kelly. He scored his first ever goal against the Caps during the pandemic year. Uh, and now he has scored his first ever hat trick against the Caps. Uh, he had three goals assist, and he was a plus three today, Mark. 15 minutes, 41 seconds on ice. Uh, this guy was all over the ice in front of the crease. So I believe he got into a scrap. Tage Thompson, a man you know all <laughs> to uh, 40th goal of the season. A 40-goal man is Tage Thompson. I'm, uh, he such was, a nice, I'm such a nice friend, aren't I? Yes, folks, in case anybody's wondering what the hell we're talking about, uh, fantasy hockey, we're in the same division, me and Mark, and we made a trade. Uh, I traded Trevor Zegras to Mark and his team, the Woodchucks, uh, in return, he gave me Tage Thompson. Uh, I haven't really compared stats. I know Tage... No, there's not even... Don't even go there. <laughs> I won't go there. But uh, Trevor Zegers is still a great player, but you ended up flipping Zegers, and you ended up getting Nate McKinnon, so... Uh, Good job by you there. Yeah. So, Tate Thompson scored his 40th of the year. And then uh, I think the backbreaker goal, uh, a guy, a journeyman like Vinny Hinostroza, this guy had a goal and an assist today, Mark, a plus two. Uh, uh, giving up a goal to a guy like that. Um, I mean, no knock. Anybody that plays in the NHL is a, a great athlete. Uh, but just seemed like there was the, the Capitals defense – is just pretty porous right now. What, what, what's the deal with Alexi, uh, Alexiav, Alexander Alexiav? How come this guy's not getting any time? We're seeing a lot of ice from a guy like Matt Irwin, and he's just not doing anything for me. I know he's a Laviolette guy. And we've got the big Dylan McElrath. What are your thoughts on those guys? Those guys were both each minus three today. They were, they were a, a pair on the ice. And, uh, yeah, I'm not, quite sure. I'm not quite sure what's going on with uh, Alexiav. I, I, I figured he would be more of the center, you know, the center point of that defense uh, with, you know, John Carlson being out, um, you know, giving him plenty of uh, space to play. Um, yeah, yeah, but the McElrath and the uh, Irwins, yeah, he shouldn't be sitting out because of those two guys, or one of those two guys. Yeah, it's a lot older than I. He's yeah. been around a lot longer in the league. But uh, the broadcast, Joe B. mentioned that uh, John Carlson has made the trip. I don't know if he's ever going to play, but in, in that, he was at the Buffalo. I would assume he's probably going on this trip. Are they coming back to D.C. or uh, it is no? Uh-uh. They're going to be they're, they're going to be going straight out to uh, to the West Coast. And from what I understand, they play uh, they play today, so they have Monday and Tuesday off, two days free at the beach. From what I understand. And then they play, uh, they have two more days off, and then they play again uh, another game. Uh, it's not, I think it's, who do we have? We have um, the Kings coming up and the Sharp Parks. That's where they're, that's where they're headed, Saturday. So it's Wednesday and Saturday, yeah. So whoever hasn't gotten traded by... Wednesday will definitely be on a different team on Saturday when when the uh, sharks when we play the sharks out on the West Coast. Yeah, so the Caps saw uh, Wednesday at Anaheim. That was a ten mm-hmm. o'clock. You guys, I'm on the West Coast, and then on um, 
trade deadline day. No, they don't play Friday. You said Saturday at the Shark Tank. That's Saturday. actually yep. actually an afternoon game uh, or six o'clock your way afternoon out here on the West. That's right. So I'm not sure how that will well. Uh, well. Uh, the Kings just to the Rangers here on the East Coast, so maybe we're catching them uh, a little flat footed. They've been a pretty good team, but they lost to the Rangers today. Uh, they'll play them on Monday, March sixth, and that is a ten thirty uh, start for you East Coasters. So that'll be kind of rough. But then, uh, uh, but we might already be officially officially done by then. But it looks like they have a few days off after the Kings. Uh, yeah, they play the Kings on Monday, and then it's the Devils coming to town on uh, a Thursday tonight. You got to figure they're loaded up. Uh, I'm still interested to see, like I said, to see what the return was for Timo Meyer. Uh, next podcast will probably break that down. My next podcast actually probably will be a trade deadline special, uh, hockey podcast wise. Uh, uh, so, Mark, I'm not going to go over the highlights here too much with i'm not gonna play the audio i'll save that for the end of the podcast after my interview with you and and you've been so graciously coming on with me here short notice i wanted to get you on before um but uh dylan cousins opened the scoring at 10 40 uh so like you said you were uh working today i I didn't even know that uh do you want to give a plug out to uh where you work (laughs) matches firm and uh King George, Virginia. If you guys want a real good deal, come see me. I don't, uh, I don't play around. I take care of my people. So uh, if you need anything, just let hit me up and let me know. Yeah, I gotta get my wife to uh, get in contact with you. Even though we live three thousand miles away, uh, we're in need of a new mattress. But uh, I'll get with you offline here on what a good deal we should look for. But uh, back to the game. Dylan Cousins opened up the scoring. 10:40 into the first period. Middle that was his 21st goal of the year. Middlestat his 27th assist. Ilya Labushkin a ninth apple for him this year. Uh, Buffalo's got a fun team to watch. They're going to be someone to watch here in the coming years. Uh, might need to shore up some defense and get some goaltending. Uka Pekka Luka didn't say that 10 times. He was the starter today. Wasn't really that sharp, but he was better than Mercy ever. Uh, the attendance of 19,070 people. Uh, Buffalo's a rabid fan base there at Key Bank Center. And they've been hungry for a playoff team, Mark, for a- almost over what? Got to be well over a decade. But the other Dylan, Dylan Strom, first goal he scored since signing that deal. Mark, what do you think of uh, Dylan Strom's uh, new deal? I don't have the numbers in front of me. It was like five years, right? Um, yeah, I, I like the kid. I really do like him. But uh, again, I'm a you know I'm a McPhee guy, and uh, my boy was always uh, conscientious of spending money on players. And uh, it's a three point five million dollar deal this year, but he's got he has five million dollar a deal until twenty seven, twenty eight every year. So. That five thousand, that five million dollar number was uh, Georgie's. Uh, he did not like that number because Varlamov wanted that, and they traded him because he wanted more than five million a year. That's why I don't understand why uh, your boy uh, Brian McClan, Kelp McClanahan, um, you know, five point five point two five, you know, until twenty six, twenty seven with Darcy Kemper. 
an aging goaltender. Uh, Georgia would have never done that. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure how a possible salary cap increase here in the coming years will help this out, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Dylan Trump scored his 13th of the season, finally his first goal since that deal. Nick Jensen, he's kind of been popping in some points here and there, Mark. Uh, he had his 21st assist. You said this would be possibly a trade bait item. TJ Oshie's been lighting it up uh, since uh, this losing streak has been ended. Uh, his 11th assist. So it looked pretty pretty good. Uh, it was a fast-paced game, Mark, that you mm-hmm. missed. H. Thompson then unassisted. One hell of a snipe. Uh, 40 goals he scored at 16.35 of the first period. Then TJ Oshie. Tied it up at, uh, literally seconds after that at 16.50. He scored his 15th goal. So, Oshie's getting some uh, stats padded here. Dylan Strome, the assist, is 27th. And Nick Jensen on the score sheet again was 22nd assist. Um, before we move on to the second period, what are your uh, thoughts on TJ Oshie? Would he be possibly moved? Uh, <clears throat> well, here's the problem with that. I'm looking at his numbers too. He's got he's got 5.75 until 24-25. So we probably would be eating more than half of that contract if we dealt him somewhere. Uh, um, I like him. I really do. It's just it's you know you're, you're battling with Father Time. And father Time wins all the time. So you know Ovechkin, uh, Oshi. Actually, we're talking about. Nicholas Backstrom, um, Jensen, you know, all these guys are, you know, pushing 33 and higher and, and that kind of thing. And, you know, it's I'm moving ahead, uh, you know, what's best for the team. I didn't quite agree with them dumping the, 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 two, the two young goalies. I would have held on to one of them from last year. So you're in, in agreement with our boy Scott Lanham, who was sad to see Sammy and Vanacek go by the wayside in separate deals, or uh, mm-hmm. just let him go. Um, so yeah, you didn't miss much of the second, Mark. This is where it all unraveled. Jeff Skinner, your boy, uh, <laughs> he scored his 25th goal. He's he's at least starting to live up to that high contract he's got. And uh, can you believe this guy's never made the postseason mark? Yeah, I heard that uh, with Joe and uh, Craig were talking about it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you were uh, you were watching it at that point. Yeah, it was in. It. I was in and out. I okay. Your chance to. Yeah, he's making making nine million dollars a year. Uh, yeah. Twenty six, twenty seven. That's, that's crazy. A, yeah, that's that a lot. Of, that's a lot of money for a figure skater. <laughs> well, I will say that he's he's great on his edges, and he. Um, can be slippery, but I was uh, I did not know he never made it in the play. I guess with the Carolina Hurricanes, the Hurricanes were uh, not that good when he was with them, and Buffalo's been terrible ever since he's been with them. But they're starting to find their way. But he did score his 25th goal here. Mateus Samuelson, that's Shell Samuelson's son. He has a big deal as well. Uh, they gave him a lot of cash at the beginning of this year, if I recall. Yeah, he's he's signed. He's the longest contract that I've that that's. Under the cap geek that I'm looking at, he's until 29 uh, 30, and it's at 4.258. Why he signed a big 
contract like or you know sign a long term contract like that at that dollar amount. Yeah, I, mean, I, I guess they think it's the going rate, but I, you know he should have probably signed a three or four year contract and then bartered for you know six to seven million after that. Yeah, Jack Quinn, uh, guy got his little scuffle later on in that period with Nick Abe Kubel, got his fifteenth assist. And it just uh, kept unraveling. Zemis, I can never say this guy's name. Zemgus Jurgensen's got his eighth goal. These are the guys I just, like, when they score the caps, it's like, oh, my God, this is the way the game's going. Uh, Kyle Oposo, I really respect the Sabres. Captain got a 15th assist. Tyson Jost, the 15th assist. And then Vinny and Hina Strozier, this was a backbreaker. Um, at this point, I'm like, this, uh, it's it's being unraveled. This is where, I believe, Darcy Kemper got pulled. That was Heenan Strokes' first goal of the year. Owen Power, the number one pick, got his 18th apple. Dylan Cousins on the score sheet again, 29th assist. That's about halfway through the period. And then Dylan Cousins scores his 22nd goal of the year from Jack Quinn, his 16th assist. And before Alex Ovechkin got his first goal, you had to feel good for Ovi. He kind of got him back into it here. 33, third goal, uh, what, 813th. Goal of the season, uh, of his career, his story career. Eric Gustafson, a 31st assist. Kuzi is 39th assist. You kind of felt like the captain was, he pointed to the sky in an emotional uh, tribute there to his dad, obviously. Um, did you catch his goal, Mark? No, I actually missed that one, but right before he scored that goal, I was getting ready to send you uh, an IM in regards to Uveskin playing with his hands in his pocket ever since he's been back. I mean, it's understandable. Um, but you know, if we're really going to make a push here for the playoffs, you know, it's he's got to be the uh, the spark plug that that runs you that runs this engine. And, yeah, well, he had a real he had a real emotional uh, pump uh, pump up celebration there when they all had came in for the group hug, and you kind of felt like okay, this could be a turning point because not too long after, Sonny Milano got his tenth goal up. A, a, a weird play, uh, I believe Buffalo. Uh, actually, were we on the power play? Uh, Somebody, no, I think they, it was a short, more of a shorthanded type of situation. I did see that one. Yeah, okay. For some reason, I thought it was like a slingshot, yeah. but they, uh, we were on the play. It was it was a, a back pass or something like that that happened, and I mean, he just burst straight up, sprung him straight into the goaltender. Yeah, I don't remember who the Buffalo player was. I'll have to review the tape here. Uh, I'm going to play all the highlights after our interview. But uh, Sonny took advantage, and this guy is just money on breakaways, man. He, uh, if, if Nick Cabe Kubel could take some uh, lessons from our boy Sonny uh, and finish on these, uh, Nick Cabe Kubel would probably have 10 goals by now. But um, Sonny put it away, and it's, uh, you know, they're within two at that point. And, you know, if they come out uh, hard in the third period, uh, we're back in it. Um, so, what was it? I lost track. It was 6-4 at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, really ever clicked uh, in the third period. Dylan Cousins was the only goal scorer, and that ended up being um, the hat trick as the crowd throws the hats. His first ever career hat trick, his 23rd goal of the year. Oh, of course it's against us. Yeah. And uh, Hina Stroza, just a great game by him. A guy that doesn't really put up a lot of points. Casey Middlestad at his 28th assist. And uh, Buffalo gets a big win at that point in the game. 
or in the day they had the wild card spot. I think they might be bounced out now with the Penguins. Uh, Mark, um, I believe they got the one of the spots back, if I'm not mistaken. I'll look at those in a minute. But 37 shots to 30. Uh, Washington out hit Buffalo 17 to 5. Only five hits for Buffalo? Weird. Uh, actually, Washington really struggled in the faceoff dot today, Mark. Only 24 faceoff wins. And the power play, one for two. Buffalo was zero for three. Uh, giveaways were a lot better, I guess, for the Caps today, more than normal. They only gave it up four times. And block shots, 10 to nine Caps. Takeaways, though, uh, Buffalo had 11 takeaways. Caps just can't take the puck away. Uh, they're not doing um very good job in certain areas here. So, uh, yeah, you didn't miss much, buddy. Uh, well, I mean, you missed a lot of offense but uh, as far as the caps just uh i just think this might be the signature loss well we could probably label that on the ducks as well when we lost to them on thursday but after the trade i i I laid it as an understandable um happening that the they had two pals get traded before puck drop so they probably had a lot of emotion that night plus obi is back and he was rusty it was great to have him back but uh the Ducks' loss was harsh, but I wasn't going to um, chew them out for it totally. And, but this game today, um, pretty much, I think, seals our fate. So let's take a look at the wild card standings before I let you go, Mark. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Um, All right. Yeah, um, Pittsburgh uh, did slide into that uh, number two wild card spot. Okay, yeah. Buffalo does... Okay, let's just go from the top here. Uh, what am I looking Austin, at? Austin's at 90, 95. Yeah, the Bruins are just having a magical year. I mean, you got your goalie scoring goals. Uh, they're 45-8-5, and five, 95 points. I mean, they're going to break 100 this week. Carolina right behind them, 39-11, eight overtime losses, 86 points. You got the New Jersey Devils. Uh, they are up there in third C overall. 39, 15, and 5 with 83 points. Toronto, 36, 15, and 8, 80 points. Let's see. Tampa Bay, they had a bad loss to those Penguins. 37, 18, 4, and 78. Well, I'm not sure how to feel about Tampa Bay, but they also had Brian Elliott in net today. It wasn't Vassy. Then it's the Rangers. They've kind of been on a skid, but they did win today. 34, 17, 9 with 77 points. And then here's the wild card, Mark. Islanders have played 63 games. So I was kind of wrong there. They played one more than the Caps. They, that's right. They played today as well. So they're 31-25-7, and they have the uh, 69 points. Pittsburgh did win today 29-21-9. They won two straight. They only have 59 games played, so Pittsburgh still has games in hand. They're, they have uh, 67 points. So the Caps are uh, three points behind the Penguins in that final wild card spot. But also the Caps have three teams ahead of them. Buffalo, who had it, 31-23-4. They have 66 points and just 58 games played in their pocket. They've got a lot of games to still be played. Detroit, another team with 58 games played. They're at 28-22-8 and and 64 points. Florida, 29-26-6 and with 64 points. They have played 61 games, Mark. And then our Washington Capitals at 62 games played, 29, 27, and 6. 
64 points in the pocket. You got Ottawa four points behind us. <laughs> Ottawa's got four games in hand. Four games in hand. So you wonder if the Caps... Maybe the Caps can uh, get the Conor Bernard race before it's all said and done. It's <laughs> <laughs> looking. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. West Coast, uh, we've actually had a, a little bit of success recently in the Cali trips. But that's probably because... Uh, Actually, we, we've had some problems with the Anaheim Ducks recently, even on the west side. Uh, we usually play the Kings real tough. And after a long uh, losing streak at the Shark Tank in the mid-2000s, we've actually been winning a lot at the Shark Tank. So, uh, And you got to wonder if Eric will still be there by Saturday. Anaheim only has 19 wins and 45 points, and we're afraid, we're afraid to play them. And then you play the Sharks that have 18, 18 wins and 48 points, you know, right behind them. And then where's Los Angeles? Uh, they're up top, so they're 33, 20, and 8, 74 points. Yeah. So, yeah, buddy, uh, a tough day for our Caps uh, after a great win yesterday. Uh, any final thoughts before I let you go? I really appreciate you uh, having a nice run-in on this show. Uh, to recap our most recent Caps game, um, floor's yours, sir. Uh, what are you looking forward to most, I guess, the rest of the season for the Caps? Uh, just seeing I want to see. I want to see if Tom Wilson's going to get back into the form that he was in before he got injured last year, because he really hasn't been the Tom Wilson that we've all known, you know, since he's come back from the injury. I'm a little bit afraid to, you know players that do get injuries uh, to that leg area that he got it uh, generally don't recover quite as well, uh, you know, for posture reasons for hitting and fighting and all that other kind of stuff. Uh, I guess that, and I mean, how many more goals can Ubi, uh, um, you know, how many more can he put a rack up towards uh, Gretzky, you know, yeah, let me get your thoughts on Ovi real quick as far as, like, you would obviously, like, once we're officially eliminated, hopefully, I don't know if it's sooner or later, I don't know how long it would be before we're officially eliminated, but uh, would you want to see him shut him down or you want him to keep playing? No, I mean, if he doesn't have an injury, he should keep playing, obviously, because, you know, it's going to take, uh, you know, he'll be able to pile up some more goals between... Uh, we have 14 games left in March and six, so we have 20 games left. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I remember when Cicerelli came in with 20 in uh, back in in the 90 in the 90s, and uh, he racked up uh, four goals in his first game. I think it was against Montreal, if I'm correct. Um, but yeah, that you know, I go on a little run like that. That would be nice. Get up there, 45, 50 goals. Yeah, that's the beauty uh, for us Caps fans. We have uh, Ovi at least to uh, keep our appetites uh, still there. I, I, I'm i a big hockey fan, so I'm going to watch no matter what. And I'm looking forward to the playoffs to begin with. Uh, I'd like to get you back on at some point. Uh, I know your schedule is pretty busy, but uh, maybe I can get you on and talk about Everything that goes down on the trade deadline, uh, if you're available, I'll talk to you at some point offline. But uh, 
Mark, man, it's been awesome having you on, and I really appreciate you, dude. No problem, man, at any time. So, um, one of my all-time favorite guys. I, I want to, like, have the audience get to know you more, because I uh, talked a little bit about Scott when he was on here. and Maybe old-school style. We'll get some good stories from Mark Wood and his old-school memories of Caps hockey. Uh, and we'll, um, we'll, at some point, if I can't get you during trade deadline day, uh, uh, soon after... Uh, we can talk about a Caps game. Yeah, we, 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 we can do that. <clears throat> Set a date for Friday night. All right, sounds good, dude. Uh, say hi to the family for me and uh, have a good uh, good work week, I guess. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> All right, buddy. I appreciate you coming on and uh, have a good one, man. All right, buddy. All right, good night. So there you have it, guys. Jimmy the Mailman Milstead concluding a great eight-episode edition here talking all things Washington Capitals and reviewing them from the week that was. There was some good, a lot of bad, and where does this team go from here? Uh, I thank my guest Mark Wood for coming on late notice. Look forward to talking to him on future episodes. Uh, Really enjoy talking to my old friend. He knows uh, a lot of the salary cap and educates me a lot on it. Um, we're going to end this show with no outro music. I'd like to pay respect to Radio Voice for the Washington Capitals. John Walton, as uh, it comes to my knowledge that I'm just reading that he lost his younger brother, Scott, uh, as he was unfortunately killed in a plane crash late Thursday night near Reno, Nevada. Uh, John's a popular radio voice of the Caps, and he did call Saturday's game, uh, but he's going to be taking a leave of absence from the team, understandably, to agree with his family. Uh, Me and everybody in my circle of friends as Washington Capitals fans and the small package send our thoughts and prayers with the Walton family during this difficult time.